Hey, today is a new day. I pray all is well with you, listener. And I want to talk to you about not giving up. Yes, you heard it. Not giving up. Lately, I've been encountering so many different people and there's a lack of hope and a lack of faith from so many people. On that note, I want y'all to understand that it is in those times where we feel like we just cannot take anymore as if like this is just it for me that we want to give up and our breakthrough is right there. It is right there. So if you could just push a little harder, hold on a little longer, I'm telling you, your breakthrough will come. I want to share something with you guys. Because at one point in my life, I was losing hope. And and I was on the verge of giving up. Giving up on everything. Giving up on God. Giving up on life. Because I just felt like it it would it it was it didn't have a purpose. I didn't understand it, and I was seeking and searching for something, and it felt like I just wasn't gonna ever find it. But I've always been a firm believer in God, and I went to church. I grew up in a church, a Baptist church, and. Even as a young girl, I would ask a lot of questions and the answers, they just wouldn't satisfy me. You know how you you could ask somebody something and the answer is like, it confuses you even more? It was that type of thing for me. So even in my adult life, as I grew into womanhood, I... Life threw so much at me. And out of my own strength, I would try and I would dodge it and try and fix it myself. Not realizing that it was someone I could call on that would fix it for me, that wanted to fix it for me. I would pray, but I I didn't believe I did not believe because a lot of times, unless you have that experience, you experience that touch from the Lord. That's when you start to believe. But I was on the verge of giving up. I never forget it. I had gone to church, the church I grew up in for the last time. I went there and the pastor, he was preaching and he, he was, you know, hooping and hollering and spitting and everybody was just, you know, all happy. You know, he was, you know, you go somewhere and they, they say things that make you feel good. But I was waiting on, it felt like I was just waiting for something else. And that the wait just got longer and longer the more he talked about. I won't even say preached. The more he talked about what he was talking about. And um, he was basically giving 
knowledge out of his own head, and it wasn't words from God. So when I left church that day, I was like, you know what, this is it for me. I'm not going to church no more because it's it's pointless. This is what I was feeling. I was like, it's pointless. So I started hanging out more and, you know, just taking pleasure in things of the world, the club, alcohol, just, just in my eyes that at that point, I felt like I was living my best life. And um, I started going through a lot of different situations that was just so much on me, so much on me. And I got to a point to where I felt like, what's the point of even living? Not even thinking about my children, that I had children to live for my mom was in just such a dark place, you know, and I was just like, this is it. I am too good of a person to be going through this type of mess. That's what I felt like. And when I tell you, it was one day, me and a friend of mine, we were taking a walk with our kid, with our kids and um, my pastor and his wife. They pulled up in this van, and they was doing outreach. It was on a Saturday. They was doing outreach, and it was like, um, we have this church, and they were inviting us. And, uh, you know, even then in that moment, I'm like, I'm not going to no church. I'm done with church. And um, they were like, you know, we'll come pick up your kids. We'll pick them up. We'll feed them. We'll bring them back home. You know, give you guys a break. And at this point, since, you know, I'm into the streets and into the club, like, okay, a break, that may not be too bad. You know, so I agreed that she could come get them. So we exchanged numbers and stuff. And just as they said, on on Mondays, they would pick the kids up for Bible study. They would feed them. They would bring them home. On Wednesdays, they would they would pick them up for midweek worship, bring them home, feed them, bring them home, and on Sunday the same thing. So every week on a on a service day, I was getting my boys ready, and I tell you those boys they would come home and they would talk about Jesus, and they would just be so happy, and they'd be ready to go back, and never have they ever been so excited to go to church so you know I had noticed how happy they were and it was Jesus this Jesus that just conversation with each other they were talking about Jesus and you know like oh okay so this this might be a good church and it was that one that one Sunday morning I have I have a five-year-old at this time, he was four. It was that one Sunday morning. I was getting him ready, you know, the same routine to send him to church. And to be honest with y'all, I was hungover from Saturday night. But I was still getting up to send him to church. And as I was facing his little bow tie, I lowered myself. So we were kind of like eye to eye. And I was fixing his little bow tie. 
And in my baby, he looked me dead in my face, dead in my eyes. And he was like, Mama, we pray for you at my church. And when I tell you those words, hearing it from my baby, as he's looking me in my eyes, it pricked my heart so bad. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to put on some clothes and I'm I'm going to go to this church. And um, my friend girl, the one that I, I was walking with that day, she agreed to go too. So we went. And the moment I stepped foot into this place, I could just feel the presence of God. And at that time, I, I didn't I didn't realize what it was, but it was just something that just just brought me to this emotional state to where it was so comforting. And all I could do was cry. All I could do was cry. And and I knew like this is different. This is different. So I was in that service and God was just speaking to me the entire time. And at the time I'm thinking like, am I crazy? I'm thinking, really, like, I'm thinking it's me. It's my own conscience. You know, so I'm like, what in the world? And I tell y'all, that day, I was washed and cleansed. I went to that altar and I repented. I asked God for forgiveness of all my sins. And the pastor, he took me down in the waters of baptisms in the name of Jesus. I put emphasis on the name because the power is in the name. And I was washed and cleansed and God filled me with his spirit. I'm going to tell you, he filled me with his spirit. Evidenced by speaking in tongues. And at that time, I was like, oh my goodness. And And when I tell you, I came up out of that water and I felt, I felt so light because the burden of my sin had been lifted up off of me. And I was, this, that had been what I had been searching for. And when I tell you, God came in, in the nick of time and he saved my life. And for that, I am forever thankful. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. And like I told y'all, I grew up going to church. And I had been baptized before. But I was baptized the traditional way. Not the way that is done in the Bible. I was baptized in the titles. Meaning the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And... And when I tell y'all this, I want y'all to go for your to your Bibles for yourself and look at this. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus tell them, Go ye therefore, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So when you read that, and it says name, Father is not a name. Son 
is not a name. Holy Spirit is not a name. The name is Jesus. And when you go to Acts 2.38 in your Bible, you will see that they repented and they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. When I tell you that remission is something serious because our sin will weigh us down. Those, those, that burden that's on you, that's sin. And I'm going to tell you, you need to be washed and cleansed and have that lifted up off of you. There is a difference. I promise y'all, there is a difference. And from that day forward, I have been living for God. Now, did I just quit everything cold turkey? Like, was I still going to the club and drinking and stuff like that? Yes. It wasn't something like the moment I stepped out out of church, like I was just done. Like everything was just over with. It was a process. But I had been born again. And I'm going to tell you, just as a, a, a baby is born, you have you have a new life. You have a clean start. And that God knows. So it's a process. Like, you, you have a baby. You don't expect this baby to come out walking. You certainly don't expect it to come out talking or feeding itself. It is the same way when you're born again into Christ. It's a process. So over time, God slowly, he cleans you up. And he draw you away from those things that have pulled you away from him. So over time, I stopped going to the club. I didn't find any more pleasure in going to the club. I stopped drinking alcohol. I didn't, God took the taste away from me over a period of time. And see, a lot of people, they feel like, oh, I'm not ready to give this up. Or I got to get myself together first. I'm going to tell you, you cannot get yourself together. Because if you could, there would be no need for Jesus. But you cannot. You cannot get yourself together. There is absolutely nothing that you can do without the Lord. Nothing. You can't even wake yourself up. I know you probably feel like, well, I set my alarm clock. It wakes. No, 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 no. Because I'm going to tell you, God trumps that alarm clock. You don't wake yourself up in the morning. You don't you don't give yourself activity or your limbs. And you cannot get yourself ready. So if if you're listening right now and you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you need to be washed and cleansed in the name of Jesus. Listen that when you're washed and cleansed, that's covering. You're covered. By the blood of Jesus. And the thing is, he wants to do that for you. He wants to cover you in his blood. When you're washed and cleansed and he gives you his spirit, then you are a child of his. Then you become a child of God. 
God is so good. And he is so worthy. But I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you're on the verge of giving up and you feel like there's no hope, there's no God, there's no reason to believe, I'm telling you, it is. And there is a purpose for your life. Every time I come on, I'm going to remind you, there is a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you. He created you for a purpose. And in those moments when you feel like giving up, just hang on. Cry out to the Lord. Find a good church that preaches the truth of the word of God. I, I, I love my church because not only does the pastor, he preach it to us, but he teach it. He teach it. So we learn so much. And, and I've never been at a church where the pastor actually teach it to you, you know, because a lot of the stuff, we may not understand it, but I'm going to tell you, there is the stuff that God requires of us to do in order to make it into heaven. We cannot do it without his spirit. That is why he gives us his spirit. So that we can live according to how he wants us to live. And one thing that I want y'all to do, you that's listening, if you have a church home and a spiritual leader, find out whether or not that spiritual leader has been born again of the water and of the spirit. It is important. And all you have to do is just ask them, have you been born again of the water and of the spirit? Have you ever heard of your spiritual leader speaking in tongues? Because that's the proof of the spirit. And the Bible tells you that. Because I'm going to tell you, if the person you're following has not been born again of the water and of the spirit, they need to be. They need to be. But I, I thank everyone. I thank y'all for tuning in. And like I said, don't give up. God is real. And it's in that nick of time. If you would just hold on. He will touch your life. He will touch you and he will draw you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. It is the best feeling in the world, the absolute best. And if you're in the Havana area and you're listening to me right now, I want to invite you to come worship with me on Sunday. We have service every Sunday. Um, New Life Tabernacle at Havana, 201 South Main Street, Havana, Florida, 32333. Service started at 11. That's morning service. And we also have an evening service that starts at 630. So if you can, come out, join me, and come be in the presence of God. If you're in the area, you are invited. I am inviting you. But 
I'm going to let everyone get on with their day. And I pray that God dispatch angels to guard you in all your ways. In Jesus' name. Thank you.